From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Heritage Explains. The White House is expected to announce details on tax cuts for Trump's second term. One of the ideas on the table is to create tax-free investment accounts for individuals and families. Heritage has suggested a plan to President Trump that would allow families to put up to $10,000 a year into a tax-free savings fund. Yes, just in case you didn't know, while the money you keep in your savings account isn't taxable, the interest you earn on your savings is unless it's in an individual retirement account or other tax-deferred retirement account. Heritage experts Stephen Moore and Adam Michelle recently wrote in the Wall Street Journal that the money in these universal savings accounts would ideally be invested in the stock market. And the goal would be to increase household savings for Americans, helping to make them more financially stable and reduce dependence on government entitlements. But will Americans actually use these accounts? Moore and Michelle got me with this last line in their op-ed. They wrote that these accounts would allow tens of millions of Americans to tap the power of compound interest. Compound interest. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it, said Albert Einstein. While it does sound complicated, it's actually simple and billionaires like Warren Buffett claim it's the secret to their wealth. Here's one of America's most trusted voices on money, Dave Ramsey. Compound interest is what we're talking about. It's a mathematical explosion. Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Now, compound interest is simply this. You take your money down to the bank. Let's take this $1,000, and we take it down to the bank, and we put the money in the bank. Now, you leave it there, and it earns interest, and you leave the interest there. The next year, you earn interest on the $1,000 and on the interest. The next year, you earn interest on the $1,000 on the interest and on the interest, and you leave it there again. The next year, you earn interest on the $1,000, on the interest, on the interest, and on the interest, and then you leave it there again. That's what compound interest is. Simple enough, right? Now imagine compound interest tax-free. Today, Adam Michelle a senior policy analyst in Heritage's Herman Center for the Federal Budget, is going to help explain more on universal savings accounts and how, if we can get Americans on board with the idea, President Trump would be taking a major step in replacing the entitlement culture with self-made wealth. Adam, we just opened up our intro with a little bit about what a universal savings account is. How would these accounts work? How would you get a universal savings account? So most Americans are familiar with a retirement savings account, your 401k through your employer, your IRA. The problem with those accounts is they have a catch. You put the money in and you have to leave it there until you're 60. Uh, Universal savings accounts are exactly like that, but without the catch. Uh, You would open them up at your bank and you'd be able to save money for whatever priorities you have in your life uh, without the complication of all the other accounts that are out there. You open them up at your bank. Would you, uh, the same way with a 401k, could you also open them up with an employer through your salary? So you could, uh, yes, you could uh, put a portion of your salary into the accounts. Uh, One of the things I think is complicated for many Americans is when they switch employers, often these accounts get left at employers and that scares some people away. And so 
by, through a universal savings account, opening it up in your name uh, means that you can carry it with you wherever you go. It's just one account. Uh, it's simpler. It's uh, it makes it so that so that anyone can add money to your account, but it's still in your name and you're you're carrying it with you wherever you go. Now, what would you be allowed to use these savings funds for? Uh, you could use it for uh, whatever whatever you'd like. Uh, whether it be starting a new business or saving for uh, buying a house or a home renovation. Uh, you could save it for college. You could save it for retirement, just uh, just like we do in retirement accounts. That's the the beauty of, of, of the sort of multi-purpose account is a lot of people, uh, especially in my generation, millennials, tend to be scared about right now I have to pick what I'm saving for in the future. I have to pick if I'm going to save for retirement or for uh, education or uh, there's all these accounts have different purposes. A universal savings account says you should just be saving. Uh, we're not going to tell you what you should be saving for. You don't have to pick what you're saving for today. Just start saving, uh, and and so it's that that's the the multi-purpose piece of it is is a really the simplification. Is there a time period that it would have to sit there? Uh, ideally, not. Uh, I think what's uh, one of the barriers for for young people is is that. You put money in a retirement account, and there's penalties if I if I need to take it out. Same thing for lo- lower income folks. If um, what if I lose my job? What if I need to help a family member with an emergency expense? Uh, the the sort of w- these penalties that exist in the current system uh, mean that people just don't save at all because they they're scared that that there's restrictions put on their own money, and so. Making these accounts as so, so that you can spend the money whenever you want on whatever you want is really the the fundamental thing that makes will make them uh, so accessible to so many more people. So the beauty of these tax-free universal savings accounts has to do with a line that I called out from your Wall Street Journal op-ed in our intro. And that's that this would allow tens of millions of Americans to tap into the power of compound interest. In the simplest way possible, at a 101 level, maybe you're explaining this to me, maybe you're explaining it to our listener, maybe you're giving our listeners a way to explain it to someone that they want to teach it to, maybe their daughter, maybe their son, maybe their their grandchild. What is compound interest? Compound interest is the miracle of uh, putting your uh, money aside and letting it grow over time. Uh, you can think about this as putting your money in the stock market and letting it grow or investing in a bond that, that pays a little bit of money each, each year. It's, it's simply the longer you let your money sit, the more it works for you and the bigger it can grow. We explained in our intro that savings accounts accumulate interest and that that interest is taxed. And the beauty of this is that this interest is not taxed, and that's how you tap into the compound interest. Uh, c- correct. So the current system, our current tax system, uh, when you earn dollars uh, from your employer, they tax it. And then if you want to, if you don't want to spend that money today, but instead you want to invest it for the long haul, the government taxes you on every little gain that that money earns over time, which makes it less attractive to save. Uh, it just it means that I'm more likely to spend my money today than to save it. And so these accounts just remove that second layer of tax. It uh, removes the disincentive for Americans to save, the things that, that, that that tax is keeping Americans from saving as much as they otherwise would. And 
And so it allows the money that's left over that the government isn't taxing anymore to grow even faster into the future. Okay, so now that we have that down, can you give me an example of how a universal savings account might work for a few different scenarios, how they could benefit someone? Yeah, so uh, take a worker who's uh, 24, just entering the the labor market, and just for simplicity's sake, she saves $4,000 a year until she retires around 65. She could have upwards of a million dollars in her universal savings account if she just lets it sit over time. And the compound interest part of that is that that's that million dollars is a whole lot more than if I were to just to sum up the contributions that she made each and every year. About how much less would it be? Uh, it would be around taxed? like 250 uh, it would be about $250,000 if you just summed up her her contributions. Oof. But instead if you allow that compound interest to take effect where it's earning a little bit each year and that little bit content grows on itself time and time again, you can have significantly more uh, money left over at the end of that savings period. And that's what's uh, that's what many Americans are left out of right now because they're scared to to lock their money up forever or to just put it away for education. Uh, would there be an income level cap on these accounts? Ideally, we want all Americans to save more than they currently are. Uh, even wealthy Americans, that additional savings uh, gets reinvested throughout the economy and has other pro-growth effects. Uh, as a matter of politics, some people have floated income caps where you, you it would be available to people under $200,000 a year. Uh, if there are these caps, I would hope they would grow over time so that more and more Americans could have access uh, to, to these accounts. But the fundamental concept is allowing more Americans uh, access to these all-purpose savings accounts. And the fear, of course, always is that anytime there are tax cut initiatives, politics get involved and people think, of course, you know, help the wealthy. By, by, by putting these caps on it, um, you could help lower to middle income class families. Yeah, so we, we know that these accounts without any cap on them uh, have been successful in other countries and are most used by low income uh, and, uh, and young people. But putting a cap on, on there just makes that – just reinforces that point politically and says – it really cuts the knees off of any of the left's critique that this could somehow be a, just a tax cut for the wealthy. It wouldn't be, but that w- that's where the, the impetus for putting any sort of restrictions comes from. What other countries have tried an account like this? So these accounts exist in both uh, Canada and the UK, and they are uh, incredibly popular. People across the board uh, use these accounts to save for for all of their life's priorities. Uh, in Canada, uh, 55% of account holders earn less than what is about $40,000 a year. Uh, so that's uh, that's like your sort of typical American saver in Canada would be the one that uses these accounts the most. So we know that, that, that universal savings accounts are used by the people that we're trying to help the most, lower income savers, middle class savers. Uh, they're also used by young, younger folks. Uh, some, someone that's 25 in Canada is just as likely to contribute to one of these accounts as someone that's uh, middle aged. That, these aren't something that's just for the rich or just for for old people. This is this is a way to get more people uh, across more of the income distribution and in more ages invested in 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 saving for their future. You know, it's funny as I was researching this, it seemed a little bit more complicated. And now that I'm talking with you about it, it actually seems like people are using them maybe 
in Canada or in other countries because of that they are more simple. That, that, that's exactly right. The, in, in the United States, the system scares a lot of people off. It's complicated. It's, uh, it's purpose-specific. If you can strip away all that complexity and say, really, all we care about is that you start saving. I like to think of this as an on-ramp to the existing system. It's not meant to replace health care savings accounts or retirement savings accounts. It's meant to get more people bought into saving, just full stop. And that's and we've we've seen it be successful around the world as well. That leads well to my my next question. You wrote in the Wall Street Journal that this could be a way to reduce wealth inequality. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So the current system of where the government taxes you and then spends the money on things uh, crowds out private savings. And what I mean by that is when the government is taking fifteen percent of your of your of your uh, of your of what you earn in payroll tax, and then taking another chunk as income tax, you have less money to save yourself. So you're going to put less money away p- privately, uh, and so the government has has supplanted that personal savings, and they've replaced it with underfunded government programs all over the place, effectively making us less secure than we would be if we were saving for ourselves. And so a universal savings account gets more people to start saving privately. Starting to put a little bit of money away each year means that the wealth of your average American will grow. And this is the opposite of the approach that we're hearing from the left. The left wants to cut the the top of the income distribution down by taxing them more. This is a way to lift the bottom half of, of, of wage earners up, allowing people to put more money aside so that uh, we reduce wage inequality and wealth inequality by making the making lower income people wealthier rather than making uh, richer people poorer. I'm crossing my fingers on this one. It sounds like it could be a really great thing for Americans. Thank you for helping us break it down, Adam. Thanks for bringing it to the attention of your listeners. I'm really excited about this idea, and I think it could help a lot of Americans uh, plan uh, for a more solid financial future. That's it for this week's episode. I'll put Adam and Steve Moore's op-ed from the Wall Street Journal in our show notes, as well as Adam's latest research report. As always, we're looking for new topics for Heritage Explains and would love to hear from you. Email us at managingeditor at heritage.org and your topic could be featured on the show. Tim will be back next week with a new explainer. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher with editing by Thalia Rampersad.